Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Cryptocurrency's got a little bit going on, doesn't it? Let's do a quick analysis check here. Um, I'll give a little internal update. So there are personal things going on. They are crimping my style, as it were. As a result, I still don't know for sure what's going to happen with my move. Theoretically, I could go this weekend. I got the repair done on the car. And just to put in perspective what we're talking about here, the amount of money I spent fixing this car that only has 60,000 miles. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I could have bought a used car fresh off scratch. That's how much I spent on this. It was only one part. I mean, technically three, but still. It was a lot of money. But... With the discount I got the car for, it kind of netted out to the fair market. I'm not still not thrilled about it. And I'm still debating getting another car. Now, what throws me is getting the title because that means I got to register it, which means I have to go down to the freaking DMV. Plan is to see if I can get into the DMV and get the registration done um, and filed. I don't know if I will or won't. That's the open question right now. Either that or I just eat the drive to my destination and do it there. In the new state, then, here's the crazy thing. They'll let you actually do the whole shot shebang online. Now, of course, it's you have to have the license in that state, which is stupid. So, But it's, it's expedited, so it's faster to get there, but I'd have to risk doing the drive. Of course, there's always that chance I get stranded. So that's up in the air. So that's all I got to the internal updates. As far as my two endeavors, my two endeavors, what they are. The first one told me, don't worry about relocating. You don't have to. Nobody's squawking about it, but I know you want to get the hell out of Nevada. And yes, I do want to get the hell out of Nevada. The second one, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of work, but I think we're getting to a settled state. So money's flowing. Money is not a problem right now because that uh, part I had to do on the car, I paid that cash. Pay cash. I mean, I walked in there with a stack of bills to the point that the guy that at the Meineke, the, he looked like, he looked like a cross between big pun and, you know, your local chef. Like he was weird, but cool dude, great smelling, which is weird, but cool dude. And, you know, he told me, it's like, no, I, I, 
I envy you, bro, because, you know, you're walking in here, Cash. You're like, Cash is king, and I like your style, man. I'm about to talk to my wife about this here, dude, because that's what it is. Cash is king, man. There's no, there's no greater feeling than just going in there and dropping a stack of bills on somebody's desk to pay off a, a thing because he's like, yeah, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars deep, deep, but I'll work with you. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got some cash. That's how you should feel. You should always feel. So I still don't feel wealthy. Don't, don't get it wrong. But because I stacked the, that cash, I kept pulling out the ATM. I knew I was going to need it. And I still got cash in my little safe. I just don't have the thousands that I once had. <laughs> but I still have cash in the safe. And then I'm going to go to the ATM and get some more stuff out because I love having cash. But I'm waiting to get the next paycheck tomorrow. And then I want to go back on the grind and get some more cash in that safe. Let's talk some cryptocurrency because you're probably looking for some money too. Does it feel like we're in a bull run? It should not, because I don't believe we are. Now, it's possible that we are, but I don't believe that we are. Using, again, I use Coindesk, by the way, if you're curious about my chart tools, I do see on the month graph that I prefer that we are pretty much steady green. This does seem to indicate an upward trend. I'm saying that I don't see its bull run upward. It's It needs to go for a little bit longer. I think we got a couple more months to go before we see whether this is truly a bull run or not. I don't think we're there yet. It's possible that we are. I'll still maintain what I said. Be smart with your investments and don't get tempted by green candles. If you're a gambler, by all means, I celebrate you, respect you. I'm saying that I don't personally believe we're at the bull run yet. But there's a couple of opportunities I'm going to be calling out, specifically Ethereum. Ethereum peaked at about 1700 a little bit earlier. It got as high as 1800 and when I say as high as I'm talking about here in 2022, got as high as about 1800 so we're down on Ethereum. But once again, if you zoom out to the month chart, you'll see that Ethereum is poised for a run. I just don't think we're quite there yet. There's still some self-pressure happening in spots. Meanwhile, BNB, the Binance coin, this looks amazing. Hit a high of $334 per coin earlier, trending upward as the other ones are, but its upward strength looks a lot higher than the rest of it. Looks like Binance Coin, because remember, Binance Coin has other mechanics that are helping with its positive sentiment. BNB, its peak, I want to say it got as high as like 450 bucks, 480 bucks. It was pretty dang high. In just the past year alone, we're talking about $450. So we're not that far off from that, that peak, and its all-time high is close to $700. Now, the all-time high is really unrealistic. We're not. I don't think we're going to see that anytime in the near future, at least. I could get that wrong. But I do think that it's poised for an upward run. If you're going to be interested in any of the core ones, BNB right now, and I, this may change, but as of right now, it's the nicest looking of the whole group. Looks amazing in its charts. Everything looks beautiful with that one in particular because of everything that's going on with it. Now, this, does, this looks like it's not going to hold. This is why I say I don't think we're at the bull run yet. Because if you look at the graph, although there's this green over the month, it's not the strong upward. It's a steady, but there's still some pressure, just like with the rest of it, simply that Binance seems to have done with its mechanics a little bit to offset that, but you still have this long-term, and I think it's some of it's the tax season. Tax season, of course, is April 15th. That was delayed, I think, to April 18th, if I recall. You also have companies that are filing business forms, tax forms. You have a lot of shift from 2022 and all the stuff that happened there with people's filings financial filings, fiscal budgets, everything else. All I'm saying is that I don't think that what we're seeing now is going to sustain. I think it's going to go down and then it may go back up later, 
after we get past more of the turmoil. This is assuming we don't have more of the poof hairs of the world killing the business. We're still over a $1 trillion market cap, but the market cap did drop ever so slightly. So everybody else on YouTube is going to probably say I'm emphatically a nutcase, and that's cool. Let's let time pass. And I'm just if I'm right, you come back and get my credit. I'm just saying right now, I don't see that this is going to sustain for very long, and we're going to see a little bit of dwindle and eventually some downward somewhere in the middle of the year. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully I'm wrong. Meanwhile, if I look at Terra Luna Classic, Terra Luna Classic had a couple of good news coming out of its pot. I don't think they're going to have a strong movement, but it's possible. So what happened was there was a uh, proposal put out there on the station, and it's for repegging USTC. Of course, you repegging USTC means that the Luna Classic ecosystem overall, Terra Classic, would be able to recover much faster versus the ad hoc spitballing approach we're doing now. As a result of this recent proposal, we saw a 20-ish, 25% jump for the price of USDC. What I then said was, you've got a lot of whales still sitting on USDC, and as a result, I don't believe that it's going to be able to go too much further because they're going to be there just dumping and selling, dumping and selling. You also have a lot of arbitrage opportunities on the centralized exchanges where USTC is still traded. So while it is true that there's an upwards push right now, yet again, I don't believe it's going to sustain. Anybody that's in and just wants to arbitrage it, there's an opportunity there, certainly, because right now it's hovering very close to the three cent mark. Prior to this, it was about the 0.024. So it is slightly up, but you'd have to hold a crap ton in order to see any appreciable profits, in my opinion. The real standout of all of these right now other than Binance Coin, is Phantom. Phantom is trending strongly upward, seeing a lot of positive trend, positive to the point that if you know F Libero from the Libero ecosystem, F Libero's price is amazing compared to the regular Libero. Now, mind you, F Libero didn't print as much as Libero did, but the price is amazing. You can get 4 million F Libero for the price of about 10 million on Libero, just to give you a sense of how much higher it is. And of course, they have not, launched the F Libera, which they talked about doing. Hopefully they don't, <laughs> and they've left it alone. So it's still profitable even now. But the Phantom Coin is strong positive. It is also not expected to sustain. It's expected to go back down. But right now, people are enjoying this pump for what it is. It jumped roughly 2x over the past couple of weeks. This is amazing for anybody who's one of those day traders or short traders because you have an opportunity to get in at the ground floor and make some pretty decent money there. Ethereum also has that hover, and Ethereum is expected to go back down, but we're no longer seeing the risk that it goes beneath $1,000. Anybody who's been listening to me for a while, by the way, thank you, will have heard me have repeatedly say, I don't believe that Ethereum can go too much lower than 1000 and if it did, it's not going to last very long. This is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the, the industry, the business, but everything's now a long play. Everything's a long Unless if you're just day trading it for a sense, and there is opportunity there with arbitrage. But by and large, everything's a long play. That's what I see. I feel this in my, in my heart of hearts. Now let's talk a little bit of news. This won't take too long, and then I'll wrap this up. This episode will be pretty darn short because I think a lot of these are, they're not going to dramatically shift sentiment or anything else. Recently, MasterCard was talking about getting into NFTs and getting into cryptocurrency and tying everything together 
And they started ramping up, hiring a bunch of people to make this happen, to start building these new initiatives to get into cryptocurrency, figure out all this and how this is happening. So they, they hired this guy, Satvik Seti, brought him in to try to create this, this whole new group and all this other stuff and, and increase the exposure for cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency payments, NFT-based transactions and everything else. Now, some of this was already there. Some of this was already in place. So like the, the ability to buy NFTs with a credit card without having to buy cryptocurrency first, that doesn't have anything really to do with MasterCard. That's just part of the merchant provider. Well, this guy, he comes in there and apparently, <laughs> not shortly thereafter, he then resigns. He quits and he minted his resignation as an NFT. But what he said was, you know, I came in here and I wanted to help kick this off and I wanted to make this work. And apparently he started in 2021 and he was feeling good. But then over time, he started to feel neglected. He started to feel like he wasn't appreciated. And I got to give him credit for having the balls to openly say this is what it is. Because a lot of people in the workplace don't have the stones to just step up and say, I'm not being used correctly. I'm not being used to my maximum potential. As a result, many employers simply abuse Workers, they don't appreciate you and they treat you like a number because people are not stepping up and telling these companies, look, you're going to treat me right or I'm going to walk. So I give this guy credit, but I thought it was a pretty uh, smile story, you know, something to feel good that finally there's somebody standing up to big evil, this being the MasterCard conglomerate. I thought it was very excellent. And then the only other point I want to chat to today is OpenSea. So OpenSea has been, unfortunately, a victim of numerous breaches. They had a phishing attack that was in 2022, uh, early 2022. And then later, they I think they had another breach. And I forget the nature of that one. But they've been subject to a lot of different breaches. And what was happening, what they noticed, there was some analysis done. Turns out that, and this is to no surprise, turns out that the vast majority of entities on their platform, when they introduce like Polygon, and other low, low to no cost minting, turns out the vast majority are spam or they were stolen from someone else. OpenSea, because they claim to be decent, they relied kind of on an honor-based system. It's like, okay, we're, we're trusting that you're going to use the platform correctly. Unfortunately, when, it, when they brought the no to low cost minting, as is the case with BNB and minting coins or tokens, it just simply entices people to use them as scams. In some cases, you may actually have garbage NFTs that were airdropped to you that you didn't ask for. These are scams. And what happens is when you try to claim the NFT or you try to act on the NFT, they can breach your wallet because you have to authorize it. So this was normal. It's expected. It's what was going to happen when you make it dirt cheap to mint NFTs. This sort of stuff didn't really happen that much on the Ethereum-based minting only when it was sky high as like hundreds of dollars to mint an NFT. So people were getting scammed. Basically, what they do is they get this deal, this NFT up in here, and then they go and follow the instructions. They connect their wallet. They get taken. Or what then happens is they say, okay, I'm going to sell this NFT, and they accept an offer not realizing that the interface is misleading. What I mean by this, when you have an NFT and you go on OpenSea, you can see this yourself, OpenSea.io, you pull up an NFT, you're going to see a section called offers. Now, with an NFT, there's a couple of different things you want to think about. I'm doing this as an educational part. That's why I left it for last. There's a couple of things you want to think about. 
One of those things is the floor price. The floor price is set by the, the person who minted the, the NFT. They're saying that it should really be no lower than this. Then there's what's called the current price or the, the advertised price, I'll even better say, but it's the current price. And that is simply representative of the, mo of the current price that's available. So if you have the lowest price that's available. So if you have five people that are selling their NFT, that same NFT, whoever is the lowest of that list, that then gets treated as the so-called, quote, current price. What happens is, as an NFT, either a mentor or an owner, you can put your NFT for sale and you can sell it for whatever you want. So if somebody wants it at the price that you're asking, it is what it is. So then somebody will list theirs and then the price goes up as people buy from the lowest price. Then these offers come through. And what's misleading is that you have to pay attention to the, it says percent above or percent below column. It's right next to the price. You have to pay attention to this because what it's saying is how much above or below think fair market value is this offer? This is misleading to people, but also quantity is misleading. So you'll look at it and you'll say, okay, the NFT is 10 bucks. I'm making something up. You'll see an offer for 10 bucks. You're like, okay, cool. That's $10. But if you don't look at the quantity, it'll say quantity of 200. What they want is 200 of them for $10. Well, obviously that's a ripoff because if single is 10 bucks, you would never sell 200 of them for 10 bucks. They're banking on you not reading and understanding this floor price and how it works and that you'll just accept the offer. So if you're going to buy into NFTs, you want to be very careful about the offers that you consider and accept and make sure you read what it is that they're saying because they may just take you in all fairness, it's a fair transaction. They're not, they're not malicious. They're, they're taking advantage of people who don't read. OpenSea has been vulnerable to all this. Part of it's their blame because they're not optimizing the interface to make it clear of what exactly is happening. In situations where it's below that floor price, there should be some coloring. To say red, hey, this is kind of weird. Nobody would ever, nobody with common sense would accept this offer because it's so far below the floor price and you got a current offer up here that's 100x above the floor price, yet this guy's trying to buy it from you for 50 below floor, there's a problem. They don't call that to attention. The reason they don't is because they don't care. And that's part of the problem. So you, if you're getting into NFTs, you are basically your own custodian. You have to be careful what you decide to buy into. I'm not suggesting that all of them are scams or scammy or crummy or any of this. I'm saying just make sure you're being careful and be smart about it. And if you're not sure, do some research first, look around, see what others are doing, see what other people have bought it for. There's another section that shows last trades. Chances are you're going to see the last trades amounts being way higher than the offer that you see. If you see that, chances are the offer is, is bunk. So OpenSea, they're not taking any action. They're not doing anything about it. And as a result, other exchanges for NFTs are spinning up trying to do a better job. At the end of the day, OpenSea is kind of the go-to. Unfortunately, this is the truth of the matter. Never going to change, at least not in the lifestyles of everybody else. So in closing, I believe cryptocurrency is in a good spot. I also believe fiat is safe for the foreseeable future. I don't see that cryptocurrency is going to replace fiat because of what we've done to cryptocurrency. I think the meme coin rally is crap and dead. We, we're not seeing those memes succeed nearly as much as we did before. There's the one-offs every now and then, but they don't have anywhere near the influence they used to. 
I also believe that big picture, those the core coins, they cannot steer you wrong. And that's where the money's going to come back in to the into the business. Once we get to a bull run, the people who believe, who still believe in cryptocurrency, and I know that number's dwindling, but people that believe in cryptocurrency will see. We're not going to repeat 2021. Even if we do have a bull run, it's going to be subdued. It's not going to be anywhere near as as high as we did before. That's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing that we don't have unreasonable pumps because as you saw in the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022, the higher you climb, the greater the fall. Long as you've already mastered the art of timing it, you're okay. But as new money comes into cryptocurrency, we want to make sure that those people are not getting taken for a ride, not understanding it's not normal to have significant up pump because the crash is going to be significant. And if we lose those people, we're going to lose market cap overall. And if we do that, that means we're not going to have very many opportunities for wealth. This is just my opinion. And there's others that are probably emphatically disagree. And that's cool. I want to still share that opinion of core coins can never steer you wrong. Number one, and be conservative about your trade strategy. It's up to you, but I don't think the answer is to jump after every crap that's out there and still look for the fundamentals. But I do think that many tokens are struggling right now to create utilities. Everything's played out. NOTs are played out, swaps are played out, and nobody's standing out in a crowd like they thought about doing or talked about doing. Even Zillica with the gaming console, they released, I guess, some game and people were not happy about it. So a lot of it's talk. It's all good talk and nobody's really showing a strong product. And that's unfortunate because we did see some opportunity in it. All this is exposing, to be fair, Many of these crypto projects, they don't know how to show up when it's a bear season. They know how to do it when it's a bull season. They don't know how to do it when it's a bear season. You know why? Because it takes money to do this. And they need the money, which is why they start the project. They start the project to get money out of you. But then they can't show up if there's not constant bull market. That should be telling to anybody trading cryptocurrency. Because if a new company comes out and they have to rely on a great economy, that company's not going to last very long. It doesn't matter if it's fiat or cryptocurrency. And that's a lesson that we should take away. All of these are struggling. They're all, they all suck in the bear market. What does that mean? It means that their strategy wasn't that good to begin with. That's my opinion. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices. Whether you're a new listener or a subscriber, we appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take. And what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.